Welcome to the Inside the Post-Dispatch podcast, the podcast that brings you inside the Post-Dispatch newsroom. I'm reporter David Hun. With me today is Metro columnist Tony Messenger. Tony, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us, David. We are always. Uh, also, our guest today is Mike Jones. Mike is a not easy to describe in a sentence. He was an alderman in the city of St. Louis. He was deputy mayor in the city of St. Louis. He was chief of staff in the city of St. Louis. Then he moved to the county, and he worked for uh, Char- former uh, county executive Charlie Dooley for how many years, Mike? Ten. Ten years. Um, I would. I think I could say without hesitation that there are few people in St. Louis who have the kind of political experience and the length of political experience that Mike has. So we bring Mike on today. Mike, thank you so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, to talk about Better Together. The Better Together proposal, as we all know, but just to restate, is the move to consolidate St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and all 88 St. Louis County municipalities. Uh, Last week, Mike, you wrote uh, what I thought was a very thoughtful and very well-spoken, very well-written column in the St. Louis American on how this affects uh, black St. Louisans, um, how African Americans feel about it, how you feel about it, um, and I just want you to start, please, by giving us a sense. Like, how did you come to these conclusions? You obviously feel strongly. Why do you feel so strongly? Okay. Uh, well, <clears throat> first of all, it's an issue that I've wrestled with probably for the last twenty years, starting as uh, the tail end of my tenure with Mayor Harmon, and it it, it has uh, been a back burner issue percolating around here for the last 20 years so it's not like I had to think about it uh, uh, in real time so some of these thoughts have formed over time the other context for it is the context for how we make decisions in St. Louis and that was my first issue and I don't really know how the black community feels about it. Uh, The way I write my columns in the American is my columns are about what I think that the black community ought to be thinking about. And it's not so much designed to tell them what to think, but here's, here's how I see it informed by that experience that you're talking about. So uh, the real context of it for me was just the arrogance and the political incompetence of the assumptions on how they got there. Uh, this uh, We have a, a political culture that's totally dominated by uh, libertarian market forces and everybody thinks that guys who were in business that made a lot of money because they made a lot of money, they know a lot about everything. And going for me, going to the business community for political guidance is like going to a goat for wool. I mean, every now and then you'll find somebody who knows how to do something besides vote, but that's not uh, uh, that usual. But Mike, stop yeah. here for a sec. One of the things you said in the American column was um, businessmen know how to do— th- every single businessman is taught in business school— Three ways to deal with the problem, uh, and I'm, right. you're gonna have to help me remember what okay, they were. Okay, I'll tell you exactly what it was. Okay, uh, 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 reduce personnel, reorganize the operation, or lastly, reorganize the operation and then reduce personnel. So that's all they learn. You can go to Harvard or the unaccredited online university, and that's the curriculum. 
So your point here is is that this is what we're seeing right here is the product of exactly what business wants and thinks correct government should do right and you don't you don't think it works no i i, I actually uh if we always talk about the founders and, uh, and the framers of the constitution authors of the constitution founders of the country uh they were brilliant full-time politicians and theorists and most of them were very poor business people. I mean, uh, Madison and Jefferson died broke. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, the, so brilliant uh, government th minds, and and not so not so brilliant. And and, and the point minds. is, these are not necessarily transferable skills. They're not mutually inex exclusive, but they're not transferable. And you cannot presume um, that because somebody knows a lot about making money, that they know a lot about anything else. They just know a lot about making. Um, because money. the goal of government, I mean, one would one would be hard pressed to say the goal of government is to make money. It's not. Okay, right? I mean, it's not the premise. So, although that's what a lot of government officials say when they're running for election, we're going to bring jobs. We're going to bring, bring jobs. jobs, and that's you know that's. But even one that's of, different, Tony. Right? I mean, bringing jobs we could say is a goal of government, right? No, it's not really. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's it's a goal of the politicians to say that's what they did. Right. It's not necessarily a goal of government. Right. I well, would agree with Tony on that. Okay, but but. Um, to take it from that perspective, and, and if I need to play devil's advocate here to you two, I'm happy okay. to do that, okay. just so you both know. <laughs> That's fine. Um, uh, to, 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 to look at it from their point for a second, there is no question that we need more jobs in St. Louis. So, so, so why is this a bad idea? If, 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 I mean, their, their theory seems to be consolidate government, eliminate the earnings tax, eliminate the payroll tax, and, and jobs will come. Here, is that a bad idea? Well, that's that's what one reason why I thought Mike's column resonated uh, so deeply, not just with black St. Louisans, but with people like me who have been writing for five years about the need for a merger, about the need to get past the status quo and everything else. But it's not necessarily just a means to an end. What Mike identified, you had this great line, and I'm going to butcher it a little bit, okay. <laughs> but, but you had this brilliant line that said, if, you, if, if somebody comes and says they're doing something for me, but I'm not at the table, they're doing something to me. Yeah, he and, was quoting someone. You were quoting right. uh, um, uh, Sheila Williams on the uh, Normandy Collaborative Board, and, and the, the, her quote was, if you do something for me without me, then you've done something to me. Well, and what, what the, 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 the picture in my mind uh, when I read that line was the all-white ribbon cutting at the arch. Now, Better Together has done a good job of making sure that there are lots of people of different backgrounds and colors, et cetera, that are involved in this process, who have been talked to, who have had some seats at the table and that sort of thing. But the very first thing that struck me at the rollout that got me thinking in a, in a critical way of the proposal was when they made the point over and over and over again that this is going to help us achieve the Ferguson Commission calls to action, which spoke to me because I was the editorial uh, page editor when we called for the Ferguson Commission. And, and, and I've spent a lot of the last few years learning from and talking to uh, the Reverend Starsky Wilson. And, and so it struck me as that's happening. So well, what it, surely they've Starsky. talked to Starsky. Surely, surely Starsky's on board if they're making this point. And I had already talked to Starsky earlier that morning, and I happened to see him. He was at the event, and Starsky wasn't very happy 
because he made that exact point. He said, who's at the table? We're not at the table. And 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 he's upset about not so, only the so process, Tony, but Tony, him trying there. to use the Ferguson Commission does, in that does, way. Did, did Starsky mean, what did he mean by we're not at the table? Did he mean he was not consulted? Did he mean he didn't help form it? What did he mean when he said we're not at the I, table? I, I think he meant the same thing that I'm hearing from some of the, the, the folks on the municipal league and some of the cities, that there was an effort to try to make it look like some people were at the table, but it wasn't a serious uh, difficult discussion. If you go back and you remember the, the, the early days of the Ferguson Commission, it was difficult and, and there were protests and there were screaming matches and there were people saying this is a failure. But you know what? They streamed it all and we saw it all and it was all public. And because it was difficult, at the end, we now have all of these community leaders saying, look at that document. This document is our guide. We need to do a better job of making this document our guide. That's because they had a process that was really inclusive. I'm going to shorthand uh, what Tony just said from a pol politician standpoint. Better together is just exhibit A uh, in a long line of political incompetence in St. Louis at just about every level. If you take this process, what it means to have people at the table is, as a politician, as a competent politician, what you do is you say, who am I going to need to get this done? At the, end of the, at the end of the day, who's going to have to be here? And then I'm going to say, David, Tony, I got this idea that I'm thinking about. Now... I don't want you to tell me no just yet. I want you to think about it. If you tell me yes, great. But what I'm really trying to do is stay away from no. And I'm going to explain it to you and say, tell me how you feel about it. Okay, if you can't support it, tell me what what's the nine starters that I need to stay away what from. What would it what, take? What, yeah, what would it take to get you with me or at a minimum, what would it take for you not to oppose me, to, to allow me to proceed? So oppose. If you if you if you're a politician, and that's not a dirty word for me, I'm proud to be a professional uh, uh, politician. I think we got too many amateurs in it <laughs> right now, like the former governor. But anyway, that uh, uh, you go around and you say, who are the players? Who are the players in this game that I have to have with me? So then you allow you build your coalition from that premise out, so that by the time I draft the bill and introduce it, I have some idea where the discussion is going to be because I consulted all the people that are going to have to vote for this at the end, and they can see their input, either pro or con, in that. And the last thing I, I, I uh, want anybody to say if I'm in this body that's going to consider this that, no, I don't support what Mike is getting done, but he talked to me. And that maybe I can't support it, but I'm not going to work actively against you. But, but you called this something different. You called this a Trojan horse. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I fundamentally think that there are two sets of interests in every um, transaction. They are the naive, well-meaning that actually think that what they're looking at is uh, 
what it is, okay? And there are people who actually think that if we could just reorganize, get more efficient government, it would work. Um, I've written pieces where I said the um, one of the things that my father taught me a long time ago, he said, if you go gamble, the first thing you have to do is learn how to cheat. And the reason you have to learn how to cheat is not so you can cheat people so that you'll know when you're being cheated. Given the historic relationship between the elite business community of St. Louis and the black community, there is no reason for me to presume that they would come up with a proposal that would advance the interests of the black community politically. And so what you're saying, the same people who created a system that produced this level of dysfunction and injustice are now capable of producing a new system that's going to correct that, and they did it without ever talking to the people who have been affected by the dysfunction and the injustice. Tony, go ahead. So I'll I'll play the naive person in that equation because you and I have a different lived experience, and I want to believe that that the— intentions of most of the folks involved in sort of the pro-merger movement. I won't say better together necessarily, but the pro-merger movement have have proper intentions. What what I'm hoping for is that this is that moment in time where the business community and 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 the people of good intentions who believe a merger will help our community recognize that the right people haven't been at the table recognize that there are some massive failures within the proposal that's been written and then further recognize now is the time to build that coalition make some changes and gain votes rather than lose them i suspect and i feel that that you might be more right than me but i i want to be that naive person and believe that there is still an opportunity to change this process and make it better and bring people to the table. And if that doesn't happen, I'll be right there with you. Okay, and the way I always respond when when somebody responds like you responded yeah. to me is that I'm always hopeful, but I'm seldom optimistic. So the opposite of hope is despair, and I don't be- believe in despair. So I would like to be hopeful that we could have a better day. But when I look at the players and I take into uh, consideration the history, it is hard for me to be optimistic about that. And 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 the notion that you could structurally wipe out literally all black representation, because if you just take the execution uh, into the metro city, you literally eliminate, for all intents and purposes, all black ire- uh, elected well, Mike, representation. Ex- explain why you say that. that. I think that's a concept that's a little hard to, for people to wrap their heads well, around. Well, first of all, the city of St. Louis literally goes away overnight. Right. Okay. And so with the city of St. Louis going away, you eliminate uh, the Board of Aldermen and the Board of Aldermen, uh, 40% of the Board of Aldermen is African-American. Uh, you eliminate the Board of Estimate and Enforcement, two-thirds of the Board of Estimate and Enforcement are African-Americans. If we go into the county, uh, the municipal st- uh, structure to me is, you know, uh, 
coming from a city background, it's much more like uh, homeowners associations. I really have a hard time calling it government. And uh, at, at any comparable level where you make policy and, and do real work. But the place where some work does get done and policy gets made is the county council. Okay, uh, I would argue that Hazel Irby and and Michelle Walton, Michelle Walton Gray, have done an extraordinary job over the last three years of representing the interests of the African American community, aligned with other forces uh, on the council, have really turned around St. Louis County politics. They go away. So when you, when so what you're asking me to do is completely disarm in an adversarial situation, and all politics is adversarial. So I don't I don't have a problem with that. You're saying I ought to be disarmed while you maintain the the ability and really have the authority to rewrite the rules of engagement and who's going to be the players. And but, I sit and, and I got and I got to live with that. But better together says that though 33 councils they're going to be you know well divided. You're going to be plenty of African American. You know out of all the out of all the most arrogant racist things that anybody said about better together it was Nancy Rice when she said well there'll be 33 and they can form a caucus and work with other minorities to to get something done. Now, she, now you can read that. I didn't. I didn't make that up. I, I actually read that in the Post Dispatch, and it's been reprinted a couple of times. So the fact that you could have white leadership who thought that is one thing. That's bad enough. But was dumb enough to say it is is the incompetence that I'm talking about. So I I don't really. You know what? If if I can, I've worked with people who probably had a range of racial uh, uh, attitudes, but the professionals are all smart enough to say, okay, we got some rules of engagement, and let's all stay within these rules hey, so we can figure out how to get something done. Mike, forgive me for drawing you backwards for a second, but explain okay. why that's so offensive to people who maybe aren't, you know, quite as sensitive to this kind of issue. Okay, well, uh, first of all, the. Uh, uh, the black community is has fought to be struck represented in the existing structure. Now you can you know I got issues with how effective some people have been, so I'm not talking about that. But one of the things, particularly, and 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 I said it in the article, that if you're African American in St. Louis and you're dissatisfied with public policy, you have a personnel issue. You don't have a structural representation issue. Okay, so and 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 I would argue that with the second African American on the county council, you can legitimately say that African Americans in St. Louis County are structurally represented, and I would argue that that Hazel and Rochelle have done an exceptional job of representing that interest. So that so now you're proposing a transition process that completely takes all of that out of play and that the people who are going to make the rules for this new game are folks who have never historically showed any real interest in any of these issues about equity or whatever we're calling it now, and a Ferguson Commission report, and for the sake of all, which I think was a seminal piece of work, is going to change that. Okay, so uh, the problems that I see for St. Louis is its culture 
and not in structure. Now, it could use a more efficient structure, but it definitely needs a different political civic culture. Uh, I'd like to go back a step for a second. Okay. When, when, was the f when was the first time that Better Together came to you or to the American? You, you're, you, you, you sit on the uh, editorial, editorial board right. for the American. Right. So when, did the, when was the first time that the that Better Together came to you? Any representative of Better Together uh, came to you? A week before their announcement. And, and what happened at that meeting? Well, it was like two hours of uh, Vervis Jones, who was also on the editorial board. Vervis Jones, former comptroller of the city of St. Right, Louis. Right, He um, was also on the editorial board. His and daughter, uh, Tashara Jones, is the current treasurer. treasurer right. um, Vervis is still very active in city politics. Right. Um, and he and I got elected to the board of aldermen uh, uh, in the horse and buggy age together in 1981. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but, um, so what did they say? Well, fundamentally, they fumbled through the interview, and, and it was not a hostile interview. We were just asking the kind of questions that two experienced uh, uh, public executives would ask. Well, you know, what about X? What about Y? Well, what happens when this happens? So you just, I know you had to think about these things to get to this point, okay? And it is, it was amazing uh the level of ignorance of the two people that they had. And both of these people were intimately involved in the process. So I was, matter of fact, we were kind of dumbfounded at the end of, and it was a couple hours. I mean, it was an hour and a half to two hours. So it was, but they didn't have an answer for anything. Not on how you're gonna execute certain things when problems show up what's the premise behind this type of organizing it this way versus some other way so it 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 was to me and again i'm 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 not real high on on on, on business iq for non business business thing and it's like somebody hires a consultant doesn't have a clue uh, about what they want to get done the consultant gives them uh the uh, proposal and say, here's what you're going to do, now go run with it. And um, they're like Robert Refford uh, talking to Peter uh, Ball at the end of the candidate. He said, now what do I do? And literally, uh, uh, when they left, we said, they're not ready for prime time. And I, and, and I was- But that was two weeks before they went live. A week before, I think. A week before. A week or live. two. I'm, uh, I'm, okay, I may be, so it could be two weeks, and I could be wrong about that, right? When you talk about not being ready for prime time, that was one of the things that sort of stuck in my head after the rollout. So the one, one of the items that is most criticized in their proposal is the item in which they, they suspend an election. They've decided it's okay to trust St. Louisans to elect a new council, in in 2021 but we're not going to let let them elect their new mayor instead we're just going to make steve stinger the mayor the unelected mayor for for two years and i've got a real problem with that and 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 all of the black community leaders that i've talked to have a real problem with that and most of the white community leaders that i've <coughs> talked to have a problem with that because it's so undemocratic but here's here's my point real quick when i ask them about that their argument is well it's best practice that's what indianapolis did so, of course, I went to Google. Indianapolis didn't do that. 
They didn't suspend an election. Louisville didn't suspend an election. Nashville didn't suspend an election. Nobody suspended an election. There may be some arguments as to why they think that makes sense, but it's not best practice. And so when you come at me with that answer on such an important failure in the proposal, it starts to make me question other things. And that's where they really have a problem when you talk about not being ready for prime time. At some point, you've got to step back and say, one, that was a mistake and we've got to fix it. And two, we've got to start giving some more direct, honest answers. When people can call Starsky (coughs) Wilson and find out if the Ferguson Commission is on board with this, when people can find out what happened in Indianapolis and find out that's not a best practice anywhere. Well, Tony, even... uh I got a criticism that, or an objection that's even past the undemocratic nature of it, okay? And that is Steve Stanger has won election two times for, with a combined total of less than 3,000 votes for both elections. Uh, why Talking would, about the Democratic primary. Yeah, which, that's, which, the, which, that's which, the election that matters. Because that, right. that was an election right. that mattered this time, and uh, the first time it was the right. general election that was uh, 1,800 he, he beat uh, uh, Rick Stream by. But why would you trust a, a, a project of this order of magnitude with a person who's got almost no mandate or portfolio from the public from the two times he's he stood for office and has politically worked himself into a position that he couldn't pay his time on the county council okay so literally he is at he has absolutely no political capital and this would be difficult in the hands of LBJ or F, uh, 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 Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And and you got Lyda Cruson and Steve Stinger, and even if you like the idea, no, and my sports analogy for, for this podcast, no coach would give them the ball at the end of the game to, to, for, to take the shot to win the championship. Mike, why, why didn't Slay stay in for this? He had to know this was coming. Because he's a good politician. He got out before. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, you leave the ship before it sinks. You don't, you know, you don't go down with it. I, I, hell, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I think now, but be honest, you, Tony, you made me remember something when you came up, or David, when you made the introduction. Uh, Better Together didn't want me in the room when they talked to Tony, I mean, when they talked to Slay and Dooley, okay? So I was never part of that. Go back a step. Tony, set us up here. You were talking about a long time ago that when this was all coming up, when Better Together was first starting to do its research, do you remember what you were talking about? Yes, 2013, 2014, when Better Together got started, Charlie Dooley's the county executive Mayor Slay is the uh, uh, mayor of the city of St. Louis, and they held their their first big public event right. at the Cheshire, same place they did the rollout uh, just a few weeks ago. And, and it was Mayor Slay and Charlie Dooley, uh, the county executive, d- doing the exact same thing to some degree that, that Mayor Cruzen and County Executive Stinger did a, a few weeks ago. They stood up there and said, this is an important thing to study. We need to do a better job of cooperating as a, as a city in the county. And, and in fact, this is one of the interesting things. During Charlie's election against Steve, 
one of the arguments that some people made, I don't remember if you made this argument, but one of the arguments that some people made, and they were mad at me because I, uh, and I hereby apologize for it, I uh, was editorial page editor when we endorsed Steve Stinger. Um, one of the arguments they made to, to endorse Charlie Dooley was this better together stuff is really important. And Charlie's the guy. Charlie and, and Francis work well together. They're going to have to be, you know, the ones. They made the exact same argument during this last election in terms of Steve Stinger versus Mark Montavani. Um, I don't know what that means, but, uh, but, we, but it makes me wonder the, the deal that, that Stinger cut behind the scenes with the Better Together folks. Uh, uh, two things uh, on, on that. I, First of all, there's a embarrassing obsequiousness that local elected officials have to business leadership. Okay, so uh, 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 do they defer too much? Oh, do they defer too much? Uh, uh, they, you know, you know, they uh, lower their gaze and they walk out the room backwards. Uh, uh, so that <laughs> so you don't have so you don't have political leadership that will tell business leadership that that's the dumbest thing anybody's ever walked in here and said. And hell no, I'm not gonna do anything that that's stupid. So I, I I think part of the reason Francis left is he and Charlie did have a really legitimate personal relationship that transcended politics and there was a level of trust there. And they had built that up over time. And I don't think he thought he would have that with with uh, Stanger and 16 years was enough and there's other things you can do in life besides be the mayor of the city of St. Louis, I'm done. So I'm, I'm not surprised. I think if Charlie had a one, I think he would be probably would have stayed. Charlie loses. There's no reason for him to stay from his standpoint. Now, I don't know that. I haven't talked to him, but that would be my uh, uninformed but educated guess. Hmm. So, Mike, you're, you're, uh, you were about to tell us, and, and Tony kind of set the stage, and, and I think this is our last anecdote for the, okay. for the show, um, but you were about to say, in that day, that moment, when, when Better Together, you know, how many ever many years ago, they didn't want you in that room. Uh, no. As a matter of fact, it, it, uh, 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 those were discussions as they were even putting it together to get to the announcement report that, that I was consciously excluded from, either, even though I was the senior policy advisor, and had probably done more work on reorganizations. Uh, that I was, you know, the first charter reform thing at, 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 in, in, at the beginning of... 2000, 2001, I was involved actively in that with uh, former mayors Conway, Bosley, Burt Walker, and uh, uh, Shamel. So I've kind of been a player in this space for uh, a long time. And I think uh, they have an ideological predisposition about how they want it to turn out. So this is, again, it's not the way you normally put together complex public policy by negotiating and making trade-offs so that you can get a proposal that has some chance of, of gaining support, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be offended by this, and, and, but it's descriptive. They're kind of like Iranian Ayatollahs. Okay, they already know what the answer is, and the only people they want in the room is the choir. So uh, uh, if if you sound anything like a heretic, you get dismissed, and that's why you get what you get 
and you saw it over the last couple of weeks. Well, and there's a practical reason for that when you look at this initiative compared to other statewide initiatives, whether, uh, whether you're talking about the recent Clean Missouri, which was very bipartisan, whether you're talking about the gas tax and tobacco tax proposals that failed but were very uh, – had multiple groups – in most of those traditional political situations, you have disparate groups, Republicans, Democrats, health concerns, school concerns, unions, business, that have to get together, sit at the table, and come up with a coalition so that they can raise the money, so that they can work together. That's not the situation here. They have, as far as we know, they haven't filed their official paperwork yet, but we've seen what's happened over the last five years. They have one primary funder. Rex Sinkfeld, who's willing to spend up to $25 million or so, according to the various reports that we've seen. If that's the case, they don't have to build a coalition. There's no incentive to build a coalition. Well, and they're taking it statewide, so they don't have to get a pass in St. Louis City and, and St. Louis County. And so that is, that, is, that is working against the hope that I have that they come to the table with some more people and take this proposal and listen to the community and build a coalition that can pass in the city and the county. But to do that, Tony, they have to start all over again. I mean, I mean, you can't salvage Yeah, I mean, they've this. been clear that they're not going to do that. Right. That's, so, I mean, yeah. The, you know, I mean, uh, uh, the, the, the point that they make that I think resonates with readers and, and certainly a segment of the population is we're tired of making deals. We're tired of... We're tired of waiting. We want action. We want it now. We want to get this done now. St. Louis can't wait any longer. And that's why Donald Trump is president of the United States. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 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 yeah. th- that that and five dollars gets you this kind of politics. You, I mean, you, you know, Mike, if, if your point is is that this is not um, the kind of move that brings people together, I hear you. Yeah, it is right, and that's ultimately going to be to the long term detriment of St. Louis city and county. If this were to pass, imagine the political difficulty. If the current proposal right. with no changes passes at the statewide level and fails in the city and the county, imagine the difficulty that that next government is going to have. You talk about not having a mandate and starting behind the eight ball. There's got to be a goal or a way to try to pass this in a way that does get majority support in the region. You know, and and I, I would say to that point. I, I would say they got two problems. You're right. The first problem is they could lose. The second problem, which bigger, is they could win. And I would argue that the consequences of winning and trying to implement this with two politicians at the skill level of Lida Cruson and Steve Stanger uh, will send civic progress to RBC and the entire business community uh, to the therapist because – they, if they thought they were embarrassed by Ferguson, you ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, there, 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 there will be no basis for anybody, any serious black politician, to accommodate this wow. on on any basis. The ransom, the ransom for just peace, not peace, to restore some order. I would charge them an arm and a leg. Okay, I mean, uh, uh, seriously, what it would cost. To even begin a discussion uh, like, like you're, this, you're, you're saying if this passes, and it can pass, there by could the way. there could be just outright civil disobedience. Why why would anybody cooperate with you? And you want now what you go do? 
get it, you know, there's, there's, uh, Tony's old enough to remember that scene in Ombre uh, uh, with Paul Newman and they're up in, and Richard Boone. Yeah, yeah. Richard Boone comes up the, uh, to get the money and, and they meet halfway up this hill and he gets it. He said, thanks. And then Paul Newman say, now how you go get back down? Okay. And, and the point is, okay, you won. Now, now show me how you go get it done and show you how you, how you get it done over my active opposition and now I don't want to work it out the chance you had to work it out was before you started now all I want is a piece of your ass I mean I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm put it like that and that's the only thing that will satisfy me. Mike are, are, are you saying literally like we could literally see the same kind of things happen as well, we I did don't, in Ferguson I don't know what the community would but that's do. your concern no no, uh, no, no that ought to be their concern. That ain't going to be my concern, okay? <laughs> I, I mean, is that do you, do you literally believe that we could see protests in the streets? Well, you're going to see protests in the streets. I'm saying if there is any testosterone left in black politicians, you will have a collective boycott of everything that, that happened. I would bring, if it were me, if, if I was the commander-in-chief of the black resistance, it would be my goal to bring St. Louis to a complete standstill. Uh, I think there's no reason for us to... Uh, I mean, that's a perfect stopping spot. Mike, it is such a pleasure to talk to you. I Thank you so for the value your uh, wisdom and experience on these points. I'm embarrassed that I haven't had you on sooner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, only one, and only one sports analogy. Only one, that. only yeah, one. I'm working on new material, man. <laughs> and I had a different Paul Newman uh, quote okay. in mind. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Oh, that's is that right. a Paul that's, Newman uh, quote? That, yeah, yeah, that's that's, 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 that's cool that's hand Luke. Cool hand Luke. Cool hand Luke. I right. know that from Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's your youth show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Tony, I, I forget. Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Last minute, I sure appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for inviting me in your little podcast world. My little podcast world is Gary's little podcast world. A, <laughs> B, um, you're welcome. All right. Uh, so you uh, you can find for, for those of us who are still listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find more episodes as well as other Post Dispatch podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, or at stltoday.com/podcasts. You can continue to support the journalism we're doing at the Post-Dispatch by going to stltoday.com slash subscribe. Digital subscriptions start at 99 cents. Again, 99 cents. 99 cents. If there's someone who cannot afford 99 cents for digital subscription, you know, give me a call. Um, and uh, that, of course, eliminates the pop-ups and all those annoying ads. Um, so, again, that's stltoday.com slash subscribe. Mike, Tony, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, David. Thanks, David.